Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. pandemic has kind of leveled the playing field. It doesn't mean you're small now or starting, you're not going to win against the big guys. Because of the pandemic and the way the, the, the consumer's habits have changed, you know, the online business, the digital the digital channels provides entrepreneurs the opportunity. Um, I never imagined I would shop online before, uh, RJ, but whenever I buy, I need something uh, in my house or in my farm or of spare parts. It's amazing how how being, just checking online uh, provides you all of the answers. So for the entrepreneurs, uh, they, they just have to be sure of what they want to become, what kind of, what areas are they passionate about and that they can compete in a wowing way. Um, I will sound like a broken record, but if you're going to do something, go into a business, then trip lang, business, I don't think it's really going to work. Um, you've got to go all out. Make sure you give it your darnest best because you really want to provide something superior than what others would have. And again, good evening, good afternoon, good morning from wherever you're watching from all over the world. And welcome to my podcast, the RJ Ledesma Podcast. It's a lovely Tuesday afternoon. And really great news, the cases of COVID have dropped down to 17,000 uh, today. So for me, I'm very, very happy for the rest of us living here in Metro Manila, praying that also the COVID cases, although there are surges all over the different parts outside of Metro Manila, may uh, they decrease as fast as they increased. Again, thank you to everybody for tuning in to my podcast, the RJ Ledesma Podcast. In my podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs to learn more about how they think about their business, what are their success secrets, and can we hack those success secrets? How have they innovated their businesses during this pandemic? And more importantly, what opportunities do they see emerging in the new normal? Now, is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please do let us know. Drop us a message. And tonight, the guests, just like all the guests, I always repeat it every time here on the show, are very special. But this one, I really sought him out. And he's been an idol of mine for many, many years. I know he doesn't grab many interviews. He's the kind of guy who just likes to stay uh, behind the scenes and be the person behind the growth of uh, many successful uh, food businesses. But fortunately, he appreciates what we're doing here, the show where we help entrepreneurs uh, decode how to do how to become better businessmen. And he also shares with us some of his secrets of how he has grown his business. At the same time, I'm very happy to have him here because our, our daughters are very good friends and they study at the same school. So very happy to have him here tonight. Our guest for tonight is Vic Gregorio of Shakey's Pizza Asia Ventures. Now, under his leadership, Shakey's has not only expanded to the Middle East and Singapore, 
but they've also uh, acquired and brought in a lot of new restaurant brands under their portfolio, which include R&B Milk Tea, Peri Peri Chicken, and just recently, Potato Corner. Plus, they're bringing back or they brought back Project Pie. And I am so excited to hear the story of Vic here tonight. He can share with you how he rose from the ranks in Shakey's, from just being staff to operations manager to being president of Shakey's here locally. Then finally, Shakey's, uh, the the company that was IPO, that is now you know bringing Shakey's to all over the world. I want to see how he has orchestrated the turnaround of our beloved pizza brand, Shakey's. Again, please welcome my good friend. Please welcome Vic Gregorio to the show. Hey there, IJ. Finally. Uh, finally. Uh, happy to be here. <laughs> happy to so be happy here. To your boss, Vic. I love um, boss, Vic. I have to tell you, there are so many people. Um, when they knew who you were coming to the show, they were so excited because, I mean, people outside of the industry might not know who you are, but people like, uh, from the industry, they were just saying, hey, wow, this is a great time. I wa I wanted to hear from him for such a long time. So thanks for accepting my invitation. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, good day to all your <laughs> hundreds of millions of fans huh, here in, in the Philippines. <laughs> now, You're my idol, uh, RJ. But yes, I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, uh, I'm sorry uh, it took a while because... This is we're in a crisis, no? So I hear up uh, workload is really tough. But like you say, and and you'll share with us share with us later on. Even in a crisis, there is opportunity, and that's exactly what happened to Shakey's. Now let's talk about the big news. I mean, Shakey's series of great acquisitions that you've made in the past couple of years. In fact, even in the midst of this acquisition, you made a really great, uh, 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 which it just hit the news recently that you guys just acquired Potato Corner. Tell us a bit more about that one. I mean. My partner, John Mag, is here. I'm so excited that you guys are coming together. You, you, I'm sure you're going to build this brand much bigger. But tell us a bit more. How excited are you that you're bringing Potato Corner under Shaky? We're doubly or triple times more excited, uh, uh, RJ. In fact, you know, the way we see it, it's such great fortune that we're able to have a brand and, and be entrusted to us. A brand that is so loved and has grown through the years. I've seen this brand mm. from from one kiosk to, to the thousands it, it had once uh, in, in the market and abroad. So we just feel so blessed and so thankful that the owners and, and Joe Mag and his group you know, entrusted to us their baby. And of course, now we're excited and challenged to make sure we sustain and further grow the PC brand. So well, really looking to great times ahead now I, i'm sure that you know you and joma you you've both you both are colleagues you've worked together uh in the philippine franchise association so at least there was a connection already uh from there but you know what i find interesting is that you know what i'm sure that uh in in, in, in relationship terms parami lumiligaw sa potato corner pero kayo yung pinili that's that's how i feel again yes yes that's why we feel very privileged and very thankful uh uh the brand is definitely the uh, most outstanding brand when it comes to MSME's franchisable concepts, right? Has always been right up there. And this this model is rather different to what we and Shakey's have been used to. You know, we're the brick and mortar, the big box, big investment. But this has a special role to play in our portfolio. It's the leader in this category. And it has a very special mission of of helping mm -hmm. the small and medium size and budding entrepreneurs, you know, and for us, we're a strong believer of that. And that is one of the main reasons why we thought this was a good catch. Um, that's something we look forward to. And how did they, how did they also, um, what do you think uh, made Potato Corn attractive 
what made you think that the Shakey's group uh, would be attractive to Potato Corner? What do you think were the synergies or the shared values that that, that were coming out? We, we've had something in our minds, a, a set of parameters that we feel would be uh, good for acquiring uh, concepts and brands. And, and, you know, Potato Corner just has a big check on all the boxes. One, it is a category leader uh, by far, right? And also... <laughs> it is something that can still be scaled up even some more, you know, uh, wow. kudos and really hats off to the PC group who, who created this, the founders and the one who made it grow led by Joe Mac, but there's still potential for PC. And, and that's really very exciting. Second, it's accretive. If we see, we studied it, we made our due diligence. We feel it will contribute, even make the Spavi or the Shakey's group, even more financially robust. And uh, we're raring to, you know, get, uh, put, invest in this brand even more, help it even grow exponentially so that all stakeholders under the PC ecosystem will really benefit. And, and that is something we're very confident that can happen very soon. Wow. So can we expect very soon to see, to be able to order PC, Potato Corner from uh, Shaky? You know, why not? We've, we've done similar things uh, with our other brands. Uh, we had this uh, acquisition, uh, the, one of the leading Singapore milk teas, so R&B. And you know what? Uh, we got them, uh, we signed on the dotted line before the pandemic and we had a plan. And then all of a sudden, this pandemic came and every, everything that we made that we designed was almost useless. But when we had to pivot and we thought of bringing this concept within a hundred or so Shakey's uh, branches and it worked. It was like, it was even doing more than what we would have done if we opened just four or five stores. So PC can be a very great and complementary brand to the other brands we have. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, this is interesting. So that's actually what was going to be my next point. There's actually a silver lining in this pandemic uh, that you're able to when you, when you read up the business model for R&B milk tea, which I know you got from Singapore, instead of just having one single store brand, now it's in 120 uh, stores together with Shakey's, which is, a, which is a great anchor brand as well for R&B. Um, there was always this synergy we were, we were after for with all the brands that we go for, you know, like Peri Peri. Um, it is a the roasted uh, chicken concept and sauce bar. And then we have this. We, we saw in the data. We saw in the data that milk tea was one of the strongest off-premise products demanded by consumers. And, you know, we've seen this milk tea go up and down the, the industry. And we realize it's meant to stay. This is like the third wave or fourth wave of, of the milk tea mm-hmm. industry. But this time it's different. And all of these brands in the portfolio are meant to be the leaders in their category. And we want to make sure the synergies are optimized and we see that happening actually during especially during the pandemic yeah and i see i i and i want to get to the story later on of how you know people of course to our mind even just the name itself shake is evokes that it is a pizza brand but it's more than just a pizza brand it's 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 developing restaurants which are category leaders in each of the categories that they choose to play in i mean that's what i'm picking up from you right now yeah uh you know i i once read a book came upon a book uh by jack welch you know straight from the gut and this guy, uh, you know, had one idea. Just focus on business. It can be number one, number two in the category. Every business they had, they reviewed. And even if it was doing well or profitable, but it had no chance to be number one, number two, you know, he said it wouldn't be really worthwhile. So I kind of like that concept where 
you can have fewer brands, but all robust, all financially healthy, and all able to become category leaders. That's what, so that's what we are working on. That's the, basically the playbook that we have. Well, so Shakey's uh, undoubtedly the number one pizza brand here in the country. We, we got Potato Corner here as well. Uh, because it's a category leader. Uh, I, want to, I want to ask you also about R&B Milk Tea. Like you said, this is a very interesting acquisition. It's something that you that you, you brought in uh, before the pandemic. You signed the dotted line before that one. Um, like you said, the category leader, it's a very, it's a tough industry because everybody, it, Milk Tea, there are, there are established brands, there are mom and pop brands. It's, it's all over the place. How do you apply also that sort of category leadership thinking behind R&B Milk Tea? Because the name still has to be built. Um, uh, people yes, are not so familiar with what makes it stand out versus others. Helping better understand also R&B Milk Tea in the whole Shakey's uh, portfolio. Again, like, like I mentioned earlier, we did stumble on the information that Milk Tea is one of the most ordered items in, in, in the food aggregators and, and delivery business, right? And we've seen, you know, many brands really a grow in this category. And I was asked, why go into it? Well, we believe with the right product, with the right, there would be at some point some rationalization also. And if we could use our scale, our, our the resources available to us at Spavi, and we get the right product with the right brand, we believe it could grow within the portfolio that we have. Remember, uh, we have been very strong in our delivery business. And mm-hmm. also our digital. We've invested in our delivery and digital platforms in a way uh, many years ahead of, of this pandemic. Because we said, the traffic ito, you know, people will get tired eating out. So they will be changing their habits to, to become uh, someone who likes products in a convenient manner. Speedy. So that was your, that was your initial, initial digital transformation, para ganyan yung delivery platform, the pivot was supposed to be because of the traffic. Yes. Because no one saw this coming, you know. No one. This was, for me, as far as the industry is concerned, at least, no. I think this is a bona fide Black Swan event. It's never, no one anticipated it. The impact was really disruptive, game-changing. You tell anyone, you ask anyone in the industry, we will all say the same thing. This is definitely has changed the game, you know, and uh, the business is affected forever. Okay, so we were working on this delivery and digital for a different reason, and I guess again, divine providence. This pandemic forced people to really think about delivery, and it is just an accelerator of the whole thing. And the product milk tea works perfectly in that environment, in that platform. So it makes it made sense for us. Plus, the milk tea in general has very high margins. No, uh, we like to have brands whose core products produce healthy margins. Because with with healthy margins, you can do a lot to give back to the consumers. But manipis kasi yung kita, and this is true for anyone who likes to go into this kind of uh, business. But manipis ang kita. It's so difficult to wow the guest. You know, if you have good margins, but you keep it all to yourself and put it in your pocket or bank, and then you don't give it back to the guests, wala rin mangyayari. It's not going to be sustainable. But if you want to be differentiated, you want to wow, you've got to be able to afford to wow, right? So products and businesses that generate good margins is a, has a very strong chance uh, of, of being able to exceed the expectations of the target consumers. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Very interesting. Uh, I like that. And that's things that you should keep in mind. I remember reading another another article in Shakey's as well. When you acquired potato corn, the same thing. Great, it's a great margin business as well. And I guess when you reapply that one, it's also you're able to. Uh, it's a great philosophy moving forward. I think that's what some people should keep in mind. Having said that, uh, when Shakey's was acquired initially by Century Pacific Group, no, um, your first acquisition came. I get you were you were acquired in 2016, but then. The first, per- the first investment made to to grow outside of the, the pizza brand was was Perry Perry, which is very an, another interesting story. It's actually a local brand. Uh, tell us a bit more about that and why that worked also in your ecosystem. Was it also a category leader or a first in its category? Okay, I'll go further back a bit. No, uh, Shakey's. I, I came back in two thousand and three, and the situation was uh, was rather difficult. Uh, there was no way to go but up. And from two thousand and three to until 2016, it was all double digit growth on top line and bottom line. So it was 14 years, I think, when uh, straight. Uh, and so the concept became very attractive. And the previous owners, the Prieto family, you know, they've been the stewards and they, they created this concept for many and managed this for many years. But organizationally or within the family, the succession plan was not in place. So, and and collectively, they decided maybe it's time to endorse and, and give this baby to someone who can even grow it further. And that's where Century came into the picture. And I think Century saw a diversification opportunity. The chairman and the, the executives of Century thought they were very strong in the category of manufacturing, especially canned goods, which works. Uh, they're the leader. But as the economy at that time was really growing healthily and Internal consumption in the Philippine setting was really a big thing. They were not; they didn't have a foot in the in that field. They didn't have a, a play on that environment, and that's where they thought we should we should try to invest in the food service. And they did have a, a some experience with they used to own Yoshinoya uh, Century Group. So Shakey's turned hands, and it was now handled to a bigger group always saw the opportunity of growing Shakey's further. But, you know, they're very prudent. We're, we're very, you know, disciplined. You don't want to go into a hubris trap where you just grow, grow, grow and, and be very undisciplined about it because I've seen many companies fall that way. So it took time. But when we went public, just six months after the acquisition of the Century Group, they saw that, hey, uh, Vic, 
Shakey's is actually more ready to go public than Century was at that time. Because Century was already publicly <laughs> listed. They, they thought it would take two, three years before they, they, they would push through with a plan of going public so that to further fuel growth. But in just six months, after being inside the business, they saw the opportunity to already go public. And, and so the thought and the expectation was, okay, this group with, a, with an increased uh, war chest, they would go expand and buy. But I, I also believe in growing carefully. You first hit, you first shoot bullets, uh, RJ, when the bullet hits the bullseye. That's when you shoot the cannonballs. Bomba na agad. You know, you throw it. But you, you cannot throw the cannonballs right away and, you know, the risk of failure is high. So you want to be careful. And once we saw the right opportunity, which the first one was peri-peri. Why peri-peri, you may ask? Filipinos, RJ, are really chicken-eating people. That's right. That's right. We cannot afford beef. We cannot afford seafood. No, sadly, we're archipelago, but we cannot. Seafood is expensive. Chicken is the main source of protein. And I remember... I used to be the startup employee of the leading category player in, in, in non-fried chicken. I, I helped set it up. I was employee 001. So you could say I had an inside view of what the category can become. So we tried to say next to pizza, we got to go chicken. That was the basis of why we said if we want to diversify, we want to make sure they would really complement. So you put now Shakey's and Peri Peri together, they will work just fine. They would they would supplement and complement each other. So that was the why choose why choose peri peri. By the way, I, I wouldn't mind me asking. I mean, there could have been other smaller uh, acquisitions for other smaller brands. Uh, you know, uh, mom and pop brands or other brands. Why, why peri peri? On the contrary, there were opportunities to acquire the bigger brands also in that category. But sometimes, you know, no, no matter how much you try, pag hindi para sa hindi sa you can't force it. So while we set our sights on another concept, which was almost instantly we can run it blindfold, okay, it wasn't available. So we had to go to the next best thing at that time because the peri-peri was much smaller than the original target. But at the same time, peri-peri was something we believe had something better in terms of the product offering, in terms of the potential. And, and so, again, sometimes even if you aim for something, something comes along, which turns out better. It was a blessing in disguise. And when we began to realize and understand the potential of peri-peri, we said, ito na yun. We will, we will definitely take this one. Um, and you, I think what great timing for the seller, you know, because he sold it a few months before the pandemic. As well as Brian Chu, right? Brian, too, a really great entrepreneur also, a teriyaki boy. Oh, boy. That, uh, that, that person, that, uh, that man, Brian. Several, uh, oh, really great entrepreneur. Really a serial entrepreneur. Uh, and really Exactly. Uh, I do Korean. Uh, okay. Oh, so, but I also saw that, I just noticed recently that as well, you brought back Project Pi, which for me, I was very, you know, um, I, I live here in Makati. I used to go to the one in Park Square. I was, I felt very, uh, I, and yeah. I love the concept. I felt very bad when they closed down, but you've decided to say, uh, uh, it's, let's, let's open it up again. What's the story with Project okay. Pi, um, if you don't mind sharing? Ashik is growing rapidly and very well uh, and, and sustaining it. We're always looking for the what's next, right? And in my visit to Ashik is USA, you know, in the West Coast, this category was on fire. You know, build your own pizza 
artisanal. Oh. This was on fire, and we said sooner or later it's going to be down in the Philippine uh, market. So you know, just instead of just waiting for them and competing, why don't we bring it ourselves? And that's what we did. But we already knew from the start it would be a niche. It would be a, a very special niche player, which will be the upscale artisanal pizza concept. Mm-hmm. Well, it would not be uh, as big as Shakey's, but it can be number one in that category. And in fact, for a while, we, we reached 12 stores. But we also discovered and learned something along the way. You know, the Pinoy's nature, talaga uh, they like to have almost everything in one store, you know? If you go to a, if you study the growth of, of Japanese concepts here, in, in Japan, RJ, you, you, I'm sure you're aware, if you're ramen, you're ramen. Ah, yeah, yeah. No? If you're tempura, you're tempura. It will not work here. Here in the Philippines, the Pinoy will expect to have ramen and then order tempura and gyoza, you know? So, in the same way, Project Pi was being looked at to also provide meal deals, pastas, and and eventually, we had to rethink the strategy. And as the upper scale segment, the opportunities became, you know, narrow. So we, we made a strategic rethinking and retreated for a while. You know? But uh, a few months back, uh, it went public, right? Uh, we had a very big investor coming in, uh, the, Mr. Anderlands, Ms. Gokungwei, the junior, invested in in in, in Shakey's and suddenly there's this synergies we have with the whole, you know, Robinson's group. Um, and Project Pi came about, the, the, the return of Project Pi when we saw the opportunity between Project Pi and some of their supermarket chains. And it's a win-win-win solution. You know, it's not win-win lang, RRJ. It's three wins, no? They win because they have to not to worry about developing their own pizza brand. We already have a brand for them. We win because we have a perfect opportunity to relaunch uh, a project by in a captured market. And more importantly, the biggest win is that we had following a following of the brand, very loyal following, who always were looking for where are we going to open the project by store. So with all of those three wins in place, uh, it, I think the handwriting was clear. The handwriting in the wall was clear. It's time to come back. And, and that's what we did. I'm very curious because I also hear right now that you've actually expanded also to UAE. Is that correct? Dubai? Yes. Also uh, Singapore, sir? You, you see, we already own Shakey's, the brand, in, in the Philippines, in Asia, including China, except Japan and Malaysia because they also bought the brand rights, though. So. And we own the, the Shakey's brand in the Middle East and Oceania, which is Australia and New Zealand. So basically, half the globe is our territory. And as we are growing Shakey's in the Philippines, and we've, we've grown to almost 300 stores, we will have eventually to look outside Philippine shores. And, and Shakey's is still an American brand, uh, RJ. It is very well-loved by the Filipinos, has been with us since 1975. So it's very much a Filipino brand. But the advantage of marketing this brand internationally, it actually is an American pizza store, pizza brand. So Middle East was uh, something that has been knocking on our doors and we got to open four stores. 
until the pandemic came. You know, we closed uh, one in Kuwait, but all the four stores are up and they just opened a new store. So that would be the next stage of, uh, of Shakey's you know, after developing the full potential of, of Shakey's in the Philippines, which is still a good two, three years. Internationally, it's a whole new runway. And that's where... You also have Singapore. It's also Singapore one coming up. Is it open already? It's supposed to have opened a month ago, but because of the pandemic, it has to be delayed. It's going to open in two months' time. I think that's the latest. I see. But it's already done. The store is complete. Can't wait to try. Uh, I, I just have a question. I think many people are curious as well because, um, you know, when you look at the Shakey's brand, I know it was a it was a U.S. pizza chain, right? Uh, but when you go, I mean, for me, if, if you don't mind me saying, that, when I go to the states, people don't really know Shakey's anymore. They know the other brands more than. They probably know Shakey's, but in the Philippines, it's like this is your this is your this is your pizza brand. And um, how does it work? So this okay, uh, you, you became very popular in the Philippines, and all of a sudden we were able to buy the rights to the Philippines, the right. name, the brand. Uh, how can you help us better understand the history? Here's what few people know: Shakey's, the pizza brand in the U.S., first opened in 1954. Okay, it was actually the first franchise pizza in the whole of U.S. So even even before the other franchise concepts, KFC and all, I think Shakey's was the one that started it all. That's their tagline, and they grew to a regional powerhouse uh, of almost I think 400, 500 stores. But you know the U.S. is a very tough market now. Mostly they're concentrated in the West Coast. They would have I, I understand the latest about 80 stores. Um, and so now the Shakey's operations in the Philippines is the biggest Shakey's operations in the whole world now. So. We happen to own the, the, the brand because somewhere in, uh, I think, 1999, the U.S. guys was, uh, just said, hey, you guys want to buy uh, the brand? And we grabbed that because they, we hardly got any, any support and service or any new ideas from the franchisor. So we thought it was a good opportunity. The, the Prieto family thought it was a great opportunity to just give them a one-time fee and then we just own the brand. Because we've been running the stores locally anyway. Um, but the nice thing is, despite we have two different groups, the, the passion for the brand and the way we position the brand, there's a lot of similarities. It's family, it's fun. So the brand DNA was actually intact, whether you go to the U.S. And we are continue to commit to work together to see how to grow the brand globally. Um, they, they own the Americas, North South America and, and Europe. So that's a big market. And but they, they we exchange notes and we think there will be a lot of opportunity to work together to grow the brand uh, globally. But we have all these opportunities just with Asia and the Middle East. Uh, so it works well because Potato Corner already has a foothold in oh, yeah. 12 countries, you know. So they were that's inside right. of the that's game. Right. But, you know, at least with Potato Corner, it would be easier because they were smaller investment, you know. Uh, the Shakey's brick and mortar box concept, the store economics is a, a bit a bit higher. Okay, so but we see a lot of opportunity when we market the brands. It could be it could be anywhere. Um, same with Peri Peri because Peri Peri is a brand we own. We can put a Peri Peri in Singapore, in the region, or anywhere else in the world. So that's something we, that excites the, the group. So can I order a manager's choice in the Philippines? I can also order a manager's choice in the U.S. branch. <laughs> yes. You know what? I was telling those guys, those friends that we have. You know what? Uh, there's a lot of Pinoys there. If you market your brand to the Pinoys, you'll probably have a good jump right away because they're mostly Hispanics, traditionally uh, Hispanics. But 
in the West Coast, alam mo naman yan, RJ, maraming Pinoy. Oh, dami Pinoy dyan. Oh. I think we're the second biggest uh, ano, minority there. So if they just connect to the Pinoy market there, and what actually can happen is they can order and shake is there and deliver have it delivered here, no? which we now do ourselves. But we'd be happy to partner with them. But again, you know, to each his own. They have their strategy and we we have our own. So we'll just try to you know, work together and see how we can have mutually beneficial programs. Well, uh, give me an idea for the people listening here right now. Just how many shakies are there in the country right now? How many did you open up in the pandemic? And then how about the other brands? Peri Peri, your R&B? As of officially, as of uh, end of end of 2021, we have 316 stores already. Okay, the the wow. big majority of that is the shaky store, the shaky brand. But uh, this is the, uh, the the nice thing. We ended up on the first year of the pandemic with basically net equal number of stores. So while the others uh, had to downsize, so we ended up with exactly the same number of stores. We closed about five stores, but we also opened five stores. So net net, it was it was neutral. We ended the, the 2020 with the same number of stores. 2021 was different. The first quarter was really showing very good signs of recovery, right? And we were able to to develop designs and uh, models that can be very profitable, even at lower average daily sales. So we had to look at the investment. Uh, produce uh, smaller stores. And we were able to hit the same pre-pandemic ROIs or break-even uh, periods. And so with that kind of, of very fast returns, very fast ROIs, we decided to just open more than 30 stores. And uh, we gave a commitment to the investors that we would say, we will grow at least 30 stores. We easily exceeded that. And this year, we'll even be more. So Peri Peri has about 60 stores. We started, when we started with this brand, we acquired 21 stores. So we're now almost 60, so it's almost three times. And then we have one, uh, two R&B stores at the moment and two project buys. And we have the balance, we all Shakey's, which is something like uh, 250. I think that's what we have. And for Shakey's to grow in this pandemic, uh, it, it really, to my mind, it really leveraged on because there was no dining, really because of the digital marketing and the delivery that you built that was able to really uh, prop up the business? I mean, uh, at least that's one part of the equation, I would think. Um, well, we were luckier than most because we already had a very robust delivery system. Uh, mm-hmm. Pre-COVID, there was already a healthy contribution from off-premise business. So it was uh, majority dined in, but like I said, we were we already foresaw that off-premise will be growing. Uh, and so we have invested a lot of that. And so when the pandemic hit, it was a lot easier for us to pivot to off-premise because we already had the platform. We already had the 777. We already had the Supercard. We already had all of those digital yeah. assets. In. I have a Supercard. So, you know, this is your preaching so, to the conference so over here. We were lucky uh, to have focused on those things uh, without even knowing of this pandemic was coming. And, and so when we pivoted, it was a lot easier and, and everybody had to think about delivery off-premise aggregators and we were do, doing this years back. Um, so it helped us navigate the, the pandemic and it allowed us to stay afloat, so to speak. But down the road, we think it will be noise. Uh, you and I would like to have our families uh, after mass go to dinner. I think mm-hmm. eating out is still a social Pinoy thing. It will come back. Uh, we realize it will probably be not the same ratio as before, but definitely 
given the chance, Pinoy families would still want to socialize and eat out, right? So that's what exactly. we're preparing for. And, and the stores we're building are slowly going back to the, the usual sizes we built. Another advantage that, that we had was that even before the pandemic, we had different formats, RJ. We had mall stores. We had big boxes that are freestanding. We had strip malls. We had delivery only. We had ghost kitchens even before the pandemic. And all of the store models were proven and equally profitable. So when the pandemic hit and we need to cover more bases, we already had, you can just like pick and choose. And, and that's what we expanded. We stopped building the big boxes, the freestanding for a while, because it made sense to come up with a small delivery focused restaurant concepts. And again, the investors and the board were just happy to support the expansion plan because we were showing the same rate of return, the same payback period. But that, that flexibility is a big plus. So when you have different models, when you have different revenue streams, you know, you're not limited to dining, you also have you know, carry out, you have aggregators, you have delivery, you have functions and catering, all of those come into play. And there were more cards to play with. And we just had to make sure we play our cards well. And that's basically how, how it goes. Vic, there's a comment here coming from my friend Lance uh, Luis Cavite. I miss the Shakey's Malate and Mabini branch with live bands. Because <laughs> for many of us, like for me, my, my experience with Shakey's, and I'm sure you remember this one, was Mine was the mine was the the branch uh, in um along uh, uh, along uh Pasay uh Pasay Road by Ayala Avenue the corner branch there was my favorite that, that was the I think one of the big branches in Makati diba where that's where I grew up I grew up there where the where the band setup was there and I, that that one is close to my heart the, the brand that was in Greenbelt you know right now. you know I miss that too because that was the time I was working there as a staff uh, RJ okay uh it was fun it was fun in that time it was also a big hit. Shakey's, the Shakey's brand has evolved differently in the last 40 years, right? It started out as, as a, the first in Greenbelt and then saw the, they saw the opportunity of, of the become the Inuman thing. And it was moneymaker, but something had to give. Uh, the crowd that was attract, that was being attracted by this, you know, Malate, was definitely not the family wholesome crowd. And when other drink places came along, Okay, Major, the competitiveness of Shakey's also got affected. At some point, the brand DNA changed. So the brand went into QSR-like in, in the late 90s and early 2000s. It became almost like a QSR. The, we tried to compete with the, with the giants, the Jollibees, and we crashed and burned. And when I came back, because I was a product of Shakey's, I know what somehow what ticks. Yeah. And even while I was managing other concepts outside, I was always looking at this at this brand because it's special to me. I came from there. That's where I got the, the dream of become somebody in, in the industry. So I owed a lot to the brand. And that's where I met my wife, Christy uh, uh, RJ. She was working in Jiggy. So. so marriage made in pizza. Marriage made with mojo. Yes. So, so when I came back, I thought it was time to bring it back to the core DNA which is fun, family, pizza. And, and so we transform it again, change it to, I brought back the communal chairs, you know, the Tiffany lamps. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, I remember the casual service standards. And, and from then on, it was just all uphill. And that was, that was great. It worked. It resonated. And we, we gave them all the reasons to go back. Uh, there was a lot of laps 
consumers. They love Shakey's, they miss Shakey's, they grew up with Shakey's, but they miss the the more wholesome, friendly thing. And when, when it was reintroduced, they just they just were so happy that it came back and we benefited from it. Uh, you know, uh, I, I just, to my mind, I mean, there, were, there are many successful executive produced by Shakey's. I mean, you're just one of them big. I mean, marami, marami, I mean, in your, in your generation, about your peers? Many of the people I like, know holding key positions at one point used to work with Shakey's also because we were the first thing. Oh, we were, we were yeah. already there in the 70s. No? Um, so you have a lot of people in the casual. You have a lot of people. In, so yes, uh, we're, we're married to this industry. We're married to our passion is restaurant. Very interesting. I want to go back to the comments box. It's, it's really interesting here right now. Ricky Pashon saying Shakey's concept is better than other casual dining restaurant. Iba pizza mo na yan, Ricky. May pizza ka na. <laughs> May pizza ka na. Galing kay, kay Vic. Okay. Thank you, Ricky. Um, and then my good friend JP Sarabi, it's a nice comment over here. Diba? Hi, RJ and Vic. How does the super card factor contribute to the overall Shakey's business? Which is great because you were saying different revenue streams. How does it tie up with the super card concept? Because I love the Personally, this is what makes me buy a lot of Shakey's is the, the sort of loyal, super card loyalty. How, how big of a business driver is this one? Maybe you can just give us anecdotally an idea. It's uh, it's huge. Uh, Supercard was our way of, of giving back to the many loyal consumers who has patronized the brand through the years. You know, um, you know loyalty is is about making sure you know you take care of those guests. You cannot be everything to everyone, right? So, but there are people who really are hooked to your brand, and we need to recognize and pay them back. And, and so we thought of what if we give them like be part of a membership, be part of a be part of an exclusive group that would have all the benefits that we can afford to give. So basically that's it. That's why when you there is a there's a fee for that card. Uh, but the moment you just buy it alone, you the instant thing you get would already cover that cost of that card. So and you have the opportunity to avail of all the many special benefits uh, that are made exclusive for Supercard members. So we have uh, a million or so members. And wow, a million members for the Supercard? It is most probably the biggest uh, restaurant chain loyalty program in the country. It's a million. And we think we've just scratched the surface. So that's... Yeah, I mean, I, you, you can come up with your own e-wallet for, for a million members. We, um, and, you know, there's a way to reach them. And so when we think about something special to share, siempre, kayo una, RJ, yung super guard. And I think that encourages everybody, hey, pero na mong super guard, nakuha uh, ka rin kasi hindi mo na-avail tong 40 off this, uh, you know, don't buy one, take one this. It's, it's, it's something, and we're glad to share this. Uh, there is cost to carry, but, you know, it encourages uh, brand loyalty. And, you know what's great now with more brands, sulit lalo yung supercard more, because you can get more benefits with not just with Shakey's, but you can get it with Perry Perry R&B, and of course, Potato Corner is now in the fold. You know, maybe we can have something for Fortune for having a supercard, right? Yeah, exactly. Come here, my, my son just delivered something to me. Uh, thank you, speaking of supercard. Thank you so much. First sponsored meal, come, my anak, anak, come here. So, wow, he's thanks. grabbing all the pizza, the garlic and cheese. Eh. Na lahat, eh. hey, I, oh. I hope it, it was late because if it was late, if it came more than 31 minutes, RJ, don't pay for it, please. No, okay. this is perfect for me. I, I, I had it over here because, you know, like Jenny Santiago Town said over here, 
We love supercards. You love the supercard. And then uh, from Sestubo, fun family pizza. They, they love the concept. From uh, Dexter over here, Manansala, sabi wow, pizza, wow. Thanks so much for the pizza tonight, Jake. He's really appreciated. Now, having said all this one, um, Vic, no, the really interesting story is that you've had a long love affair uh, with Shakey's. When did you start working there? Your first, the first time that you worked there for Shakey's. Okay. Uh, out of necessity, I had to work at an early age. So my first work actually in the food service was in Tropical Hot Hamburger. Okay. Uh, that brand was a chain even before Jollibee existed. Mm -hmm. I was in the 84, I think. Oh, <laughs> go way back. And uh, I first joined Shakey's in the 87, I think, 87. Um, because I heard, I heard, ang laki ng sweldo, ang laki ng tip. You know, I was working already, <laughs> but I was working with Tropical Hot, but I heard from my friends, para yung sa Shakey's, yung tip sa lamesa, sa yun. And hmm. since I like, I'm, anyway, I'm in my element, I like serving, I like smiling, taking care of my guests. Sa Tropical Hot, just like any QSR, there was no tips. So I said, hey, if I can bring this to Shakey's and I can wow them, I can really earn more. And, and that actually happened. I would, you know, the, the funny thing is, I would give my whole salary, RJ, to my mom. Okay? Not a single deduction or in any centavo, the whole pay. It was, they normally, they put it in a plastic with a paper uh, summary of what mm. their pay was, and it's stapled, and it's there. Wala pang ATM nun, you know? I would give that to my parents. And they would be so, so proud. And, you know, they would, but what they don't realize just from the tips alone, they actually make the same or even more. So, ah, talaga? yeah, yes, grab it, grab it at that time. So that's where I really got to learn about, hey, if you really treat and really make them feel like VIP, and if you really wow, it's actually very rewarding, not only in your heart, but also financially and and. That really worked for me, and uh, I was I was like in cloud nine working as a, as a working student. So that really made up my mind that hmm, there's something in this industry. I, I graduated electrical engineering, you know, for oh engineering, I'm an engineer. <laughs> okay, but but I said I can be I can have a career in engineering, but I'm talking to machines. I'll, I'll be facing transformers, and I think this this is more fun. This is more cool. Talking, you meet people, different people every day. You have different challenges every day. You have opportunities to wow every day. And, and that's why I thought this was something I'd like to pursue. And there were mentors, no? uh, so many of them who said, Vic, bagay ka dito. Okay, bagay ka dito. This, is your, this is your natural uh, element. And, and the rest is history. I, I, and, and now for, third, what, 83, 39 years now? This, this is all I know, RJ Yangang. Restaurant lang ang alam ko. Uh, I probably now would not be a very good entrepreneur yet. No, I, I would want to try that someday, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a restaurant career guy. Yeah, but uh, you, you've done a fantastic job because of the, the, of the niche expertise. Over here, Baxi Ricky Pasho, may comment ulit. I mean, you don't get buy one, take one with other resto cards with Shakey's. It's suited. That, that's why we get Shakey's cards. <coughs> we, get, we get to eat pizza a couple of days straight. Eh. That's what we um, uh, big, big, big question lang ako. Um, when you were with Shakey's, you started off as staff, ka talaga, diba? Sabi mo, they teach you muna dapat, parang, uh, uh, dito, um, trial by fire yan, diba? Talaga, they, janitor ka muna, talaga, they treat you like the janitor muna, you said at the start, parang initiation yan, diba? Uh -oh. Before you 
built your way up. Tell, tell us a bit more how you moved up from staff hanggang naging operations manager ka sa JTs. Um, okay. You're, you're right. No? Kasi before, the people in Shakey's would think, oh, you're so lucky you're pasok dito because you can earn a lot more. We would earn a lot more than back then. And another big hit was working with McDonald's, no? U.S. McDonald's. But actually, they would pale in comparison with the amount of money employees in Shakey's make. So somehow, the folks in Shakey's, when there's a new hire, they want to kind of initiate you. And they would like to support mm-hmm. kanila or may pichagaka or mayroon kang perseverance. And they would give you the most difficult jobs in the restaurant. They would make you wash dishes until your fingers are like, you know, the skin will peel off because of the washing and all. Um, but it's a very good test of character. And then you would just say, pakawanan lang ako ng mga to minsan dyan sa dining area. Uh, pakitaan ko sila na how I can do it. How I can, how I can make a difference and add value. So I would just pray, no? Lord, pagbigyan lang ako table. Let me serve and wait on tables and I'll show them I can. So that was the mindset I always I, I always thought if I'm gonna do something, whether clean uh, wash the dishes or be a busboy, I might as well do it the best way I can, you know? Or make people see there's a chance they will not notice and recognize and reward, but deep inside you can tell yourself. I'm an expert in busing tables. I'm an expert in carrying all of those soil dishes. No? So you just aim for something that you don't want to be just like the rest. You want to be extraordinary, not ordinary. And I was always had that faith that if I do that, if I wow, eventually people will see and value it and, and they will try to wow me too. So that kind of kind of continued until any any position you have in any job, whether you're a crew dishwasher, supervisor, area manager, operations department head, there is no way people will tell you there is no chance you can wow in that position. You just have to want it yourself. You just want to be that hungry to show I will be different. I, I, I will want to stand out. Um, and by the way, what I've realized all these years, this thing does not apply only in work. It applies to your family. You can be, we can all be just ordinary dads. We can be special dads to our children, special wowing husbands to our, to our wives, right? Wives, uh, sorry, wife lang pala. Okay. Wife lang, wife lang. Wife, wife lang, wife. Lang. Okay. <laughs> and then, so that kind of principle carried on. And I, I bring it with me in every work environment that I get to join. I always, that's why I'm most inspired and driven if my bosses, the owners, also want to wow and grow. I, to, through this, I probably will not be here now if I thought uh, Chris and the family were not geared on excellence and growth. But because they are firm believers of that, you know, it, it's such a swell time working with this group. And the people we have have all bought in. I'm so we're so lucky here because the culture and the trust, you know, the trust quotient in in the organization is is very high. There's a it's the glue that ties us all together, different kinds of people from different walks of life. There is a commonality in the belief that we need to walk. And I think if there is one thing that has allowed Sheikh is to be where it is now, it is because of that mindset and because of that philosophy. Wow. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Over here, I like Balvin Hosenia saying, "Very inspiring, sir." I, I, I like that. This is exactly what I said. If I if I had a big on the show, that you'd be inspired by his example. And over here, people are saying what they enjoy about Shakey's is that uh, Kailans again. Sabi niya, "I love Shakey's because hanggang ngayon hindi na pagbago lasa ng mga classic pizza choices at lalo pang sumasarap." Yan gusto niya talaga ng libre managers choice si Lance dito. And um, Francis Ojeda talking about the synergies of being in Shakey's, diba? of, of you know, in the brand na not only in Shakey's, yung buy one, get one perks and super card, meron din R&D milk tea. Now, that's, that's awesome. Erickson, Erickson Watson saying, like the birthday pizza perks that they get. So yeah, I enjoy the, the birthday pizza perks. Marami mga Shakey's loyalists dito ngayon, I can see. Um, can you tell me a bit more lang, um, Vic, I, I know that you, you left for a while and then you were telling us that you, you came back and it was in dire straits. Uh, from what I heard from the interviews, parang were you to fix up both financially, the company, and also from a marketing standpoint. Tell us what you had to do. What, what happened? Um, uh, what, what happened? You stepped out, and then you saw that things had to change. What yeah. did you see uh, had to had to be? Uh, I guess tweak to to improve to to bring back the brand to its uh, to its status. Okay. Um, you know, leaving Shakey's was one of the most difficult decision I made the first time. You know, I actually cried with my boss. Uh, Kaya lang, uh, there was family duties, you know, uh, RJ. I need to help my family. Uh, it was it was a tough time for us. And even even when I was a kid, it was a dif- difficult environment. So I had dreams, you know, to uh, change things. So when when somebody may probably noticed what I was doing in Shakey's, I got offers. <laughs> I tell you, I, I got offers that was so hard to refuse because the impact to how I can help my, the needs of my family was just huge. So, masakit man sa loob ko. I, I stayed for about three years lang the first time. So, in three years, I was able to become the operations head of the, of the chain from being a dishwasher in the beginning. So, that was rather fast. Um, it was a fast uh, acceleration. And I, I think that also happened because at that time, it was the fastest growth spurt of Shakey's. You know, we opened something like 20 stores in three years. That was, that was huge wow. by then. And, and so now there by were then, opportunities to grow. And because some people stood out, then they became the natural options not to grow. And, and that's what happened. Um, but the success of Shakey's, it was the, the by far the number one pizza chain in the 80s. And then others came in from other brands, local and U.S. came in. That's the thing with becoming number one. That's the easy part. Sustaining yourself to be the leader, number one, is the hard part. So what happened was, I can see from the outside, the market was evolving, the competitive scenario environment was evolving, but the strategy was stuck and they didn't adapt. So when I was first invited and to meet them and I asked uh, my, my bosses, what do you think we do differently that, resulted to this. I said, well, the problem is you did not do anything differently. You, you did the same thing that made us number one. 
in the 80s. And I should know because I was part of that team. Uh, so when I came back, I said, we definitely will have to change. And my thinking is bring the shakies back to the original family concept, casual dining. They would feel more comfortable. They would be happy to bring their children. They would be happy making those children play, run around the stores. They'd be more willing to pay more because of the ambiance, the quality, and the service. And that was my big gamble. So we went back and altered, transformed the concept back towards something that was really familiar in the past, the, the family, fun family pizza positioning. So by, by changing that, we were able to adapt to the needs. And like I said, right after the first year in adopting that, the growth just started to spiral up. Uh, it was double-digit growth. And I remember my, my idol then my, was, was the former company I worked with, Chow King. I was with Chow King for a while as head of operation. And I was so amazed at how they grew Chow King uh, when I left for a number of years. And I told my team, you know what? If we want a wow, you've got to be better than before. You've got to be better than others. And we've got to be better than expected. And when you say better than others... The base, the benchmark was that chain I, I, I used to work with. They, they grew, they grew so fast. They grew consistently, healthily for seven years. That was the record. So we were already on our third year. I said we will beat that seven years. And before you know it, it was eight years, nine years, until it was sixteen years. And as early as first quarter of March twenty, I was almost one hundred percent sure, RJ, we would be seventeen consecutive years until the pandemic happened. So in hindsight, that kind of growth would have to end some way, somehow. And I'm glad now that it ended because of a global pandemic, not because of we mismanage it, not because of a competitor killed us. So parang may na ako ngayon. Tumigil. We were, I was eyeing for 20 years, right? But natigil. So parang may magandang lusot pandemic. But the goal now is to restart another run, which is the usual habit of, of this double-digit thing. So we're, we're going to work on that one. Okay. Wishing you another, another consecutive run after this one. Uh, but Vic, I want to ask also right now, um, you know, you were there when you, you helped, when you came back to the brand, right? That's 2003. When was that? When? 2003. 2003. Up to 2016, you were running it. Uh, for another company, uh, it was a privately held company, and in 2016 they made the decision to, to I guess, get acquired by a bigger brand by the Century Pacific people. And Jeff, when that happens, right? And then they launch it to the stock market. Um, although it's exciting, it's also a bit scary for you. You, you might be, what were you thinking at the time? Because you know, sometimes you might feel, oh my goodness, maybe if they go public, they might think that they might get somebody else to run the business. I mean. That might have been a concern for you, or you know, uh, what's going to be my role in this in this newer, larger company? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a nice question. Uh, well, I, okay. Uh, my first job then, when I first heard the news, they want to sell and they were buyers. My my job then actually was to sell and market the brand and the company to get the best valuation. Okay, so I had to really talk to all of the prospective buyers how why this brand is great, why there is still a big upside. Okay, uh, it's not like it's you know 35 years old and that's it. I I I I brought the message across that we're just starting, we're just heating up. The potential of Shakey's is much more. But at the same time, at the back of my mind, 
because I knew it was almost like a total sale of the company, not just a minority investment. So there'll be a totally new set of majority owners. At the back of my mind and the rest of the team, okay. But my, my, when I was asked that by our people, I had to tell them, look, uh, we had such a great story. That's why this became very attractive. And, and anyone who buys this would probably think, how can I make sure we can sustain that kind of growth trajectory? And because the track record speaks for itself, I was also somehow a bit confident okay, that the, the, the performance is above industry uh, standards. And therefore, anybody who has the plan to buy this would have to rethink about, do I just change everything? Right? They would want to find the solution. How do we sustain that? And that's exactly what I'm thinking now. You know, we don't come into the new branch where we'll just change everything, make it shaky. That's not the way to do it. This, this branch become the, became the leader and became successful because of their unique intrinsic characteristic and the way they execute it. So we just have to make sure we learn. And with that in mind, I also had a feeling that I think they would want to keep the team. And it was proven when that was part of the arrangement. That was part of the deal. Uh, we will buy this, but we want to make sure the team stays intact. The truth is, not a single soul was replaced by the by the new owners, RJ. Not a single. There was, wow. except for one position, which is the finance head position. And only because the incumbent that we had, uh, uh, we, we had was 82 years old and has been a family mainstay. No? Uh, so that's why Mr. Paraiso uh, got bless his soul, he's already up there. That was the only position they changed. They only, the, the Century Group just brought in one people in the fold, in the team, and that was the, the, the head of finance because the incumbent was 82 years old, uh, RJ. And so I think that spoke a lot about their confidence in the group. And, uh, you know, the, the good thing is the, the performance was very good. And so there was that fear, but it was easily you know, overcome by, oh, now the challenge will be, how do we make sure that the new buyers will be happy and we can deliver? That was now the big question. So it was there, that fear I had. I was preparing, worst case, but it didn't materialize. Wow. And it was replaced so, now. How do we now wow the new set of owners? For me, that's a more important task. Pangit naman, di ba? Pag laki ng binilula, tapos nalugi. Uh, I couldn't live with that. Uh, talk, talking about the wow, um, I remember hearing a talk from you now, Vic, that, that, that the thing about, you know, wowing people in this time of hyper-competition because, you know, nowadays, um, you know, pizza is almost commodi- commodi- commodified, diba? commoditized, right? Because there are a lot of pizza brands, there are a lot of people doing pizza in the house, there are a lot of boutique brands. And people often ask yourself, you know, what what is the... How do you continue to keep it, I guess, fresh and unique and innovative? Uh, what, how, how do you keep your step up about competition? Because I see, I notice, like you know, I see the commercials of of, of uh, Lucky Manzano, diba? doing all these different variants. I'm guessing, oh, that, that must be one way that they're doing it. They 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 come up with new flavors all the time. But what else do you guys do to, to make sure there's a competitive factor that that keeps Shakey's above everybody else? Um, 
you see, the wow work, like I said, was like the one of the main reasons we have uh, we were able to do what we did. But it was a different setting. It was growth, and the economy was really much improved. The pandemic actually made us realize that the wow is universal. The, the wow thinking applies even in a crisis. And when you look at the definition that we have made with wow, better than before, better than others, better than expected. There's, it's even in, in this cup, you see, better than before, better. It's a formula. Very simple to understand. And if you think about it, in a pandemic, they, if we delivered before only in select areas and guarantee, it's not better than before. But what if we can make sure, even in a pandemic where everybody's ordering for delivery, we can even provide something more. So it has to be better than before. What if we say your house may be in the farthest part of the Metro Manila, on the fringe of a Bulacan or, or Laguna, but what if I can deliver the pizza you like in 31 minutes or it's free? No ifs, no buts. So this kind of thinking makes you want to find solution that would make you better than before. The better than others, I'm a very competitive type of guy, right? Sports made me do that. It's always, when there's competition, it's healthy because it forces you to become better, okay? You don't want to be joining a basketball tournament in your Dakulelat, right? You want to be the champion, right? So you want to have to make sure you're, you're better than others. And that, that means you need to really understand them, know, know them, respect them. You cannot just say, yeah. you cannot belittle everybody. So we want to have, okay. And I think in a positive way, it helps the industry because the standards go up and the consumers benefit. I'm sure others would come along and say, I can do it in 29 minutes. Then we'll just have to work towards making it 27 minutes. So that, that concept of being better than others still is very relevant. You, know, you cannot just throw the towel and say, well, I logi negosyo, so wala na tayong choice. We cannot be better than others. It's not the way. And lastly, better than expected. The consumers have been affected by the pandemic. All of us somehow have changed. And our expectations is now different than what it was pre-COVID. The task for, for each company and each man is to understand how the consumers have changed. What are their new expectations? And of course, not to meet those expectations, but to exceed them. So whether you're selling plants no? right now, so yung plantito, plantita, right? How will you get more business if you're just like everyone else? Or even worse, you're even less than others and less than expected. You will not succeed. But if you have the best plants, the healthiest looking plants, and then they're priced very attractively, you know, they'll buy from you and they'll tell everybody, punta kayo doon sa silang, that's, there's this guy who sells the best plants and you'll be so masaya and, and the word of mouth would spread. So the wow thing is actually even more relevant in a very difficult situation like a crisis. And that has been our guiding principle. And we believe we are now in a better position to take advantage of the opportunities, you know, the, in the, once the dust has settled in this pandemic, and it will soon come, you know, there'll be different opportunities now. But if you're now positioned to take advantage of that ahead of everybody else, then that's going to be 
good news for everybody. And again, like I said, for me, it can mean growth and it can mean better opportunities for every stakeholder, employees, That's especially right. employees, especially. And they're saying over here, see, I want to com- I want to read the comment of surreptitious darn. Dito sa ating chat box, sabi, truly inspiring CEO. Yes, that's why I said I'm so happy to finally have Vic here in the program because many people are very inspired by Thank him. You. And Vicky Pasha telling us, uh, still is the number one pizza chain in times of pandemic. And because, you know why? Because of the wow factor. You know, Vic, I wish we had more time. I mean, we could keep on going on uh, in, in, tonight's, uh, in tonight's podcast. But maybe as we, as we start to close out, no, I mean, there are many entrepreneurs listening to here right now. And they're thinking right now, what, what can we do? What can they... Um, you know, people are thinking right now, are there still new opportunities that, that, that you see emerging in the FMB business or in the whole FMB ecosystem where entrepreneurs uh, can still succeed? Uh, are you seeing any opportunities? Of course, not to compete with Shakey's no, or, or your other brands, but I'm sure that you're seeing some areas where they can still grow in, in the FMB industry. Uh, my answer is a big yes. You know, uh, the pandemic has kind of leveled the playing field. Uh, it doesn't mean you're small now or starting you're not going to win against the big guys. Because of the pandemic and the way the, the, the consumer's habits have changed, you know, the online business, the digital, the digital channels provides entrepreneurs the opportunity. Um, I never imagined I would shop online before, uh, RJ, mm-hmm. but whenever I buy, I need something uh, in my house or in my farm or of spare parts. It's amazing how, how being just checking online uh, provides you all of the answers. So for the entrepreneurs, uh, they, they just have to be sure of what they want to become, what kind of, what areas are they passionate about and that they can compete in a wowing way. Um, I will sound like a broken record, but if you're going to do something, go into a business, they'll trip lang, business, I don't think it's really going to work. Um, you've got to go all out, make sure you give it your darnest best because you really want to provide something superior than what others would have. Now, some people might think, but I have to be a big company to do that. Uh, I disagree. You can be selling, you know, Toron online or this kind of house decor or candles or whatnot. There's a way to, wow, again, just use the three guides that I put. Now, it's like, you know, the rotary four-way test. Oh. You see in the paper. For me, the wow test is simple. Is it better than before? Is it better than others? Is it better than expected? If it's all checked, then it's a wow. If it's all X, it's criminal. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay. If you're one, if you get one check out of the three, puede na, but you won't last. If you get two out of three, you know, better than before, better than others, better. If it's a three, you're gonna wow. If it's two, it's desired, very satisfactory. You would have a good chance, but the guaranteed approach is whatever business you go into, big or small. The thing is, you got to try to be the best you can be and go for excellence and wow. Uh, it applies big or small. And talking about the wow that you want to see, I, I'm looking behind you. I see a board saying, do what's next. What's next for uh, Shakey's here in the Philippines yeah, and across uh, the world? It used to be what's next only with a question mark. But because of this crisis, we said, well, no question mark. Let's just do what's next. Okay. Uh, we have to look forward all the time. Uh, data comes into play. We try to understand what's going on really granular, really up close. We've been, we've been meeting since March 16, uh, which is part of the pandemic, every day, Mondays to Fridays, 
no no skipping because we wanted to see exactly how the small little parts are moving along. And what we see now is we now have new brands. The potential of new brands are huge. So Peri Peri, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. Uh, it can easily be 100 plus stores. We have Potato Corner now, which can conquer the world even more. We have the milk tea, which can start growing independently and not just be attached to the shaky ecosystem. And we have Project Buy, which can be the strong niche player in this better pizza category. So there's a lot of work ahead and we welcome them. We embrace them because that will just mean when there's problems to solve, that means there's opportunities. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, like they say, no, uh, Albert Einstein once said that in the in every great crisis, there is great opportunity. Or Weiji. That's already true. Very true. Exactly. Even, and over true. here, just one last comment coming here from uh, from Frank Gal Bagasbal. Nice to see my big boss again. Oh, hi, Frank. Oh, <laughs> thanks so much, everybody, for listening. I, I, I think that just like everybody listening here to the show, I'm so happy to see all the comments here right now. Uh, for Vic, guys, if you if you appreciated Vic here right now, please uh, send the word the comment box. It was such a great session, a lot of great insight for me, especially being somebody from the food and beverage industry. Again. Big thank you so much for your time. I hope everybody learned a lot. Next episode this coming Thursday. I've got somebody coming out as well. We'll be teaching about the Year of the Tiger, a, a great feng shui expert who is a, who is actually a uh, he's actually a management engineering graduate from Ateneo, and he's also at the same time he's done, done his MBA, but his background is in feng shui. So you'll get to learn a lot about what you can expect for this coming year in the Year of the Tiger. Again, Big Gregorio, thank you so much for coming here to thank the show. You, this has been the Arjuna Desk Podcast. If you like. The podcast here tonight. Please subscribe to our podcast on, uh, on of course, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much. Ricky Pashon, yes, we'll definitely, definitely do a part two together with Vic Gregorio. Again, thanks so much. This is RJ Desma. We will see you guys again uh, next Thursday. Thanks so much. Big stay around. Thank you. Bye. Stay safe. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.